Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, Salutations, friends. This is your hempy host, Tyler Hemp with Hemp Aware Radio. It's another amazing day in the beautiful golden green state of California. We're here to empower your hemposphere and focus on what's important. There's so many amazing topics when it comes to cannabis and hemp. We could, you know, discuss health, economics, agriculture, fashion, fuel and energy, plastics and composites, building materials. But today, we're going to get into a spiritual and religious conversation on the topic of cannabis and hemp. And to do this with me, I have a very good friend of mine, cannabis and hemp entrepreneur, amazing graphic and uh, physical artist, Michael M. One of his websites is digitalhemp.com. You can also visit uh, michaelm.com. And among several other websites, which I'd be happy to share with you, or you can see here on this post. And I cannot say enough about how amazing this man is. He's really a genius. And if uh, any of you have met him, you know what I'm talking about. He's such a kind-hearted, playful, intelligent man that's just done so many amazing things to contribute to the hemp and cannabis movement. He's, um, you know, rubbed shoulders with all the hemp hemp heads in the world, and. Uh, And spirituality with you. Are you uh, are you on the sh- are you on the line now? Can yes. you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Blessings. Wonderful. Uh, you kind of dropped out a couple of times, but everything's good. Right on. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. We're going to talk about cannabis, hemp, and and spirituality or religion, and just so our listeners know. Uh, you and I both are wordsmiths. We love words and the origins of words and playing with words. And um, before we get into our show, um, I just wanted to mention the origin of the word religion for our listeners. If you break it down, it's re, R-E, which is a prefix for something to do again or to repeat. And legion uh, or religious, religious comes from ligare, which means to join, like as a, a ligament. Uh, so religion, the word religion means to rejoin. And so I think the foundation of all religions, their purpose was to rejoin our consciousness with our superconsciousness. And so um, religion to me is really just refocusing our attention back on that infinite, unfathomable, uh, undescribable aspect of our, our infinite nature. And so cannabis, I would love, you know, for you, Michael M., to share what is the word cannabis? Um, maybe define the word cannabis. I know you know some really cool uh, sayings and, and some origins. Uh, so now that I've defined religion, uh, what, what is the word cannabis? Can you tell us that word as, as far as its roots? Sure, it's an ancient Greek word based on an ancient Egyptian phrase. Kana, with a K, actually reads canine in ancient Greek. The uh, bis or by, obviously, is two. So it says the two-dog plant from the two-dog star. It's actually embedded in the name that it's extraterrestrial. Wow, so... It's been said that the Dogon tribe of Africa stated that 
they felt that they were gifted the cannabis plant from the star system Sirius, right? Yes, according to their legend, uh, the whole people, that's P as in Peter O, uh, came, uh, uh, which were half fish and half human, uh, uh, the uh, the goddess of that uh, of that star system brought it to us. Now the ancient Egyptians referred to her as uh, Shashat, mm. and uh, she she blessed us with cannabis and told us to use it for every single reason on earth: paper, fabric, fuel, food, medicine, paints, varnishes, lamp oil, sealant, and more. But it must be used in prayer. Uh, it gains the attention of the divine, which kind of answers why most prayers don't go or, or go unanswered today, because they're not mm. including that vital incense or nectar centra that uh, the divine requires. How interesting. And to kind of revisit this idea of cannabis coming from Sirius, it's, you're saying the word canna comes from canine, and bis meaning two or a binary system, I guess Sirius is a binary star system, and it turns out that it's in the constellation Canis Major. So that totally makes sense that it's completely connected. Exactly. It's, uh, uh, it is a, uh, the point of origin, and it is the, uh, uh, one of our closest stars. There's only one star closer to us. Uh, they're uh, the... Uh, uh, Sirius, or the two-dog star, is literally within our stellar neighborhood. It's 8.8 light years away. So it lends credence, and it is the brightest star in the winter sky. So, of course, that would (laughs) attract the eye of our ancestors without question. Wow. So let's talk about why it's important, because I don't hear people talking about religious freedom for hemp. And you're somebody that has really focused on providing knowledge, information, tools, resources, and ways to, to really um, be able to, to uh, you know, have our rights as, you yes. know, uh, human beings, our human unalienable rights to consume a plant, an herb, an herb bearing or a seed bearing herb. Um, so why do you think it's so important to speak up and take action about cannabis freedom, you know, as it relates to religious freedom? Uh, because uh, the laws will never change unless we do something about it. And uh, the uh, federal law is locked in place, uh, has been for what, uh, since 1937. Mm-hmm. Um, during the alcohol prohibition, uh, by the way, Four years before the alcohol prohibition, the uh, alcohol was called the clean fuel of the future in 1914. By 1919, it was illegal. And uh, really what that was about was to get the farmers to stop uh, making their own fuel from hemp, hmm. um, the, uh, which took them out of the energy game and, and solidified the toxic fossil oil uh, corporations uh, uh, to be able to lock down the price. They call the price because the farmer isn't in on it. Uh, once the farmer right. in on the energy, uh, 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 commodities and exchange markets, uh, 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 our futures markets, uh, that whole that whole scenario changes. It literally decentralizes power worldwide. Mm. That is a uh, is a um, 
that is a very powerful thing that we, we can do, but we must do it outside of the law, as it is written. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only way we can do that now is in 2006, the Supreme Court unanimous decision allows us to use any Schedule One drug as long as it's for religious intent, and you must declare it. Now, to declare it, it is as simple as a masking tape on a baggie with your sacrament rolled up inside, and uh, in Sharpie pen, it's written religious cannabis. Those are the magic words. When you put those two words together, you're in federal compliance, and you are uh, uh, protected in all 50 states because of your First Amendment right to your religious freedom. Interesting. Now, uh, the, the, the ancient Egyptians uh, as mandated cannabis use in prayer over 5,000 years ago. It never stopped, so it, and it's a, still a viable religion that existed for 5,000 years minimum. So we based our uh, our b- belief system on that, uh, hmm. on the ancient Egyptian religion, because uh, they were practically the only ones that thought to mandate it. Interesting. So it was required to integrate cannabis as their sacred incense in prayer and in, and in meditation. As a matter of fact, I, I apologize. As a matter of fact, in every... Um, a temple, they burnt nine pounds of cannabis a day. Each hour, they would change the ingredients on the top, but it was always cannabis-based. So over, and there were 24 different flavors or, or scents that would emanate from the uh, temple. Uh, so after a few weeks or so, you would understand what hour you were in by the scent that was emanating from the temple. Uh, very civilized (laughs) right wow that is awesome i uh i'm fascinated by that so so let's go go ahead ahead. all right well Well, yeah finish your thought i'm gonna let you go (laughs) well i just wanted to talk you know more about how people can learn you know you've described this religious freedom restoration act um, I know you're an amazing web designer. You've got multiple websites. Can you, before we go on to the other topics, um, what are some websites our visitor, our listeners can visit and start learning about religious freedom and, and how to start declaring their religious freedom to utilize cannabis? You can start with uh, divinesmoke.com. Okay. And... Uh, and then there's for those that are uh, that are are deeply in, uh, uh, deeply involved in it, you can go to cannabisclergy.com. Um, okay. Uh, the definition, by the way, the definition between religious or religion and spirituality is that in religion it's the uh, belief in someone else's experience, and uh, spirituality is the belief in your own. Uh, spirituality in your own experience. So wow, separation. I, you're absolutely right. And and I, you know, being a, a studier of words, the, the word spirit, as I believe you know, Michael M, ultimately comes from the word breath. 
And so we're all spiritual yeah. by nature because we're all breathing. We're all inspired. We're all taking a deep breath in. And when we stop breathing, we expire. And the system that we do this with is called our respiratory system. And so it's pretty uh, fascinating to, to note that for seemingly thousands of years, people have been uh, inhaling cannabis for their spiritual practice. As a matter of fact, the ancient Greeks, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the ancient Egyptians uh, uh, with Shashat, uh, she was called uh, the goddess of the seven points. Her slogan, uh, or pardon me, she was the goddess of hemp, measurement, mathematics, uh, and uh, education. And she consorts mm. with both where we get the word thought from. So mm. thought and cannabis consort with each other, which was the message back then. Uh, she was um, she was the uh, the goddess uh, that would, uh, her slogan was, uh, she, uh, she who opens the doors of heaven for you. <laughs> wow. I so, quite that. a title. <laughs> <laughs> what, so, a, what a great slogan. Absolutely. And and so I want to I want to kind of bring up a topic that I know a lot of people are wanting clarification on, which is cannabis for medicine versus cannabis for industry. Now, where you're coming from and with this whole religious or spiritual approach, you're saying, look, it's not just about religious freedom of cannabis for uh, spiritual practice and inha inhaling the psychoactive components of the plant. But you're saying, no, no, we also need a religious freedom for the industrial application, for paper and for clothing and for fuel and for fiber. H how do you see that playing out? And, and how does hemp relate to, in, you know, religious freedom for industrial purposes? Okay. Um, uh, first of all, when you grow for religion, you have to label it which means you have to literally tag each plant and call it uh, religious cannabis. Now, when you're growing it for uh, the industrial version of it, then uh, that's also part of a belief system. Uh, you're growing it for, and it's, and it's, hemp is called Schedule 1, so we're not allowed to grow it. But if you, if you claim it as religious, all you have to do is put a sign up on your field saying religious hemp field or religious mm -hmm. hemp. All you have to mm -hmm. do is declare it. Now we can mm -hmm. start, like the Amish, we could start growing hemp all across the country and never change the law. Mm -hmm. uh, we would build hemp processing, I'm sorry, uh, religious hemp processing plants, and uh, mm -hmm. we, would, uh, uh, we would do it as part of commerce. Without it, without it, uh, without a problem with that. Let me let me explain that real quick. The Hobby Lobby decision by the Supreme Court in uh, in 2014 reaffirmed the Religious Restoration Act of 1993. And what it does, again, all you have to do is declare it. When, if you put that, uh, like I said, that that tape masking tape on a baggie that reads religious cannabis, you put that, uh, it's, it'll be TSE approved. They will ignore it because it says religious. Any law enforcement 
that that sees religious cannabis must turn around and walk away, meaning the law enforcement can't come on to the uh, uh, the farmer's field that's growing hemp. So, so have you actually seen this yes. in action? I mean, most people are, in my mind, are going to think, well, you know, we can do that, but is it really going to be, you know, are they going to abide by these religious freedoms and these acts that have been, you know, put in place? Are there people that have kind of been tried to do this or they attempted it, but they were still squelched because they did it wrong? Like, is there a way that you, that, you know, do you have to be able to enforce your rights after the fact? Let's say somebody gets pulled over and they have a baggie that says religious cannabis. Are they, you know, is that the end all or do they have to have a full, you know, a full um, backing, you know, as far as maybe an affidavit of truth or submitting something to the state or to the federal government or like how far do you have to go to to really protect yourself and, and you know, enforce these um, re- these rights or, you know, protect them? Okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's go back to the alcohol prohibition. Uh, the Catholics the Catholic Church during the alcohol prohibition was allowed to import their sacrament. They were allowed to, um, uh, they, uh, they selected wineries that produced their sacramental grade of, uh, of, of wine. And uh, then they, uh, those uh, groups crossed state, county, and city lines to get it to the faithful. Well, we have the same rights. Alcohol and wine, or hemp, if you will, uh, I'm sorry, uh, alcohol, wine, and hemp or cannabis, whichever you want to do it, call it, is on the same altar. We, uh, uh, no one has, to to this date that I know of, has actually done that using religion as their as their way. I'm suggesting that that is the way we're going to overgrow the law if we mm-hmm. call it religious. And, you know, you've got to feel that religion inside of you or that spirituality inside you before you actually go ahead and do it because it does take a leap of faith. But it is your our First Amendment right to mm-hmm. uh, our sacrament. Mm-hmm. And if we can use our sacrament as, uh, in, in commerce, as wine is used as, in commerce as well, there is absolutely no reason why we can't do it. And uh, to be honest with you, we all always say in our websites, check with a lawyer. Always mm-hmm. get your ducks in a row before it happens. Mm-hmm. That way mm-hmm. you're protected. So if you have a sincerely held religious belief that cannabis is a part of your sacrament and a part of your religious practice, you're saying that everything is already put in place. There's no laws that have to change. Nothing has to change except for you. You have to declare it. That's all that needs, basically, you're saying, and make sure you, you know what you're doing by contacting a, a qualified professional or a lawyer to make sure your ducks are in a row ahead of time. Exactly. That's the point. Always okay. uh, make sure that you, you're, uh, you're covered. Uh, soon, um, after this is done over and over and over again, yeah, most people get the uh, courage to go ahead and do it. But mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the way around the law. That's how we outgrow the law. Mm-hmm. We outgrow it with uh, as a spiritual uh, uh, awakening, a reawakening, if you will. 
a revival. Fascinating. Right. A renaissance. So Exactly. To rebirth. Uh, exactly. To rebirth. So I'm really yeah. thankful to have you on today's show. We just have about uh, 10 minutes left, so I have a few more questions. I'm curious, Michael M., who, who are some of your greatest teachers and some of your biggest inspirations in the hemp movement? Wow. They actually started uh, before the hemp movement, but uh, Jack uh, Herrer uh, was uh, uh, the first person I've ever met that was uh, bigger than life. Uh, that was uh, that had all the information down pat, you know, like a like an actor knowing their lines. Uh, he was it, it was ingrained in him. I, I can only focus on Jack right now because I'm I'm gaining strength from his spirit. I, I gotta say, mm-hmm. he's uh, uh, his um, his uh, persistence and 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 uh, stick to itiveness was so mm-hmm. powerful. I've, I've never seen someone so focused and I imagine that uh um all the others that I've uh, I'm a, as an artist I'm a portrait artist I did uh, portraits of uh, the people that uh, kind of led the way and I'm still missing a couple of them but Bob Marley was one and uh and Gandhi was another and uh the Dalai Lama by the way mm-hmm. Dalai Lama uh, means um lamb of god Mhm mhm <laughs> So uh, let's see. The uh, same name is what we're, doing, uh, we're we're uh, encouraging the um, uh, distribution points or, or dispensaries to go religious. That way, they will uh, expand their donor base uh, exponentially. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, there is a there is a reason to do it. Uh, but they'd have to reorganize and uh, uh, under a religious uh, uh, deal. But I'm telling you, this is going to cause the Green Revolution. Mm, wow. So where do you see the hemp industry and, and, and the cannabis industry, where do you see it going in the next five years? Well, let's put it this way. Um, we're gathering signatures for the California Camp, uh, Cannabis Hemp Initiative, uh, cchi2016.org. Go there right now, and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to be uh, we're going to re. It's full on relegalization, just the way it was before the uh, racist law. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a racist law because uh, 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 the drug czar who wrote it was quoted as saying, "Well." 75 years ago, it was illegal for a non-white to look at a white person in the eye. He couldn't step on their shadow, and God forbid if they were caught staring at a white woman that was raped, and they were thrown in prison for the rest of their life. Harry Anslinger was quoted as saying, look at those Negroes, those Mexicans, and those Orientals. They're smoking marijuana. They're stepping on our shadows. They're looking at us right in the eye, and they're taking our white women into jazz clubs, and they tap their feet so, uh, it's just law all the way. We have to recognize it and strike it down as such. But mm. beyond that, what we have to do is start uh, uh, growing. Uh, I'm sorry. The whole entire Pacific Rim is looking at California for our hemp. Mm-hmm. We could have a green engine, uh, economic engine, roaring for uh, 
gaining trillions of dollars over the next 10 years. That's how mm-hmm. I see it. Wonderful. And you yeah. see it happening specifically, you want this to be a religious freedom so that if somebody starts a ministry or they start um, a nonprofit type um, church or something of that nature, and they get the status of a ministry and they go under the auspices of, look, this is part of our practice. We're going to be making hemp paper religiously. We're going to be making hemp clothing, uh, hemp, hemp foods. And we're also going to incorporate medicinal cannabis into our practices. And we're going to do this because we have a religious freedom. You're seeing that being the, the most economic um, viable way of doing it? Or do you, do you see it yes. kind of co-mingling with other approaches, like taking the Schedule 1, uh, taking cannabis off of the Schedule 1? Do, do you see that happening and the federal government reclassifying it? Or do you think we can just do it with, and even if they don't reclassify it? Even if they don't reclassify it, it's still a religious belief, no matter mm-hmm. what. If it's wow. if it's taken off of Schedule One, we won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, all of the Schedule Ones uh, will be taken off eventually, but that's another story. I really want to, wow. uh, 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 if we have a couple of minutes, I, w- I want to get down into uh the origin of the um of the religion how deep my philosophically and spiritually my beliefs and astrologically uh, that yes we have about um, four minutes please please oh, empower wonderful, us. wonderful this is this is probably uh, uh this is the best way to describe how deep my faith is um, I gave you the word cannabis. I uh, broke it down to two dog uh, plant from the two dog star. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the ancient Egyptians called it that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, they they practiced their religion for five thousand years without a uh, a problem. So uh, when I say without a problem, of course there were problems, but that I'm saying the spiritual connection with cannabis never stopped and that was never a problem okay um you break the word down cannabis it's uh, uh two dog star or it comes from the two dog star it's extra it's uh embedded in the plant in the name that it's extraterrestrial um <clears throat> hemp is the only natural fiber on earth that twists to the left all other natural fibers are right-handed you cannot graft hemp with any fibrous plant other than hops uh, because of the opposite twist. By the way, that's where we get hemp beer from. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, the, uh, the question is, does its DNA twist to the left? If it does, then it lends credence to the ancient myths because 99.999999 tenths of all DNA on Earth is right-handed. Now, Mm-hmm. The University of Mexico in 2012 um, cracked open a meteor, and they found embedded in the meteor a trichome, a THC molecule. Uh, and uh, they didn't publish it because they were afraid of their reputation, Mex- uh, University of Mexico and marijuana. They didn't want to print. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't go to publish. But two years later, in 2014, the uh, University of Hawaii 
did the same experiment on another meteor, and they found another trichome embedded in it, uh, twisting to the left. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, now, uh, um, just a side note here. Does the uh, uh, Is that the reason why we always pass to the left, even though most of us are right-handed? Right. Uh, uh, okay, left, no. I should here's say. the end. Here's the end of it. Uh, um, uh, in in the quantum mechanics, uh, the M theory, the combo uh, superstring combo theories, the math says that if the math is true, there is one universe comes into the into play, it plays itself out, it goes away, and another one comes into play. Now, if you're an advanced enough civilization, you will be able. Let me preface this. Most of the uh, uh, universes cannot produce life, only a small spectrum. Now, if you're an advanced civilization and the one that's failing, you can then send a code that will set the uh, uh, groundwork for it to be life-friendly. Or, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> okay, the que- uh, Able to produce life. And we just have about 45 yeah. seconds. Okay, okay, go to uh, uh, quickly... Uh, I believe uh, that cannabis is that code, is a part of that code. That's how deep my faith goes. And you can go to CannabisClergy.com. If you want to start your own religion or your own uh, church, uh, go there. and you, uh, we, do, uh, we offer it for free. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. This is your host, Tyler Hemp, with Hemp Aware Radio. Check us out, HempAware.com forward slash radio, or you can listen to all the archived podcasts on the iTunes podcast library. Love and appreciate you, Michael M. Thank you so much for empowering our listeners. Yes, I. Many thanks and blessings to all of our journeys. Amen. Bye-bye.